Welcome back, high school hockey fans. It's another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I'm Mike Hammett, along with my four other very uh, smart colleagues, somewhat. Uh, burglar, Bill Jr., Trasher, whose glasses are glaring off of the, <laughs> off the computer monitor, and Del Scanlon, who's got his toys out, I see. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, get things started. This is... Um, our playoff preview, but we got to do our weekly business. And guys, let's uh, go ahead and do our weekly business. It's the Wyndham Garden Inn of Fitchburg Players of the Week. And uh, Boigle, looks like it's your turn. Thank you. Our Wyndham Garden Inn Girls Player of the Week this week is the sophomore goaltender from the Rock County Fury, Olivia Cronin, uh, on Thursday. She had 38 saves. Uh, all of them were needed in a one to nothing win over the Cap City Cougars. Then on Saturday, she followed that up with an 11-save 11, 11 uh, shutout over Viroqua. So stopping 49 of 49, which is about all you can ask of her. Olivia Cronin is the girls' Wyndham Garden Inn of Fitchburg Player of the Week. On the boys' side, uh, staying down there in southern Wisconsin, because MJ feels we've been neglecting that area, <laughs> we have uh, Walker Coolis, a junior forward from Janesville. On Tuesday, he had two goals in a 6-2 loss to Verona. On Wednesday, he had a goal in a 6-2 loss to Sun Prairie. And on Thursday, he had a goal and three assists in an 8-4 win over Cedarburg. So... Walker Coolis, junior forward from Janesville, is our boys' Wyndham Garden Inn of Fitchburg Player of the Week. Wyndham Garden Inn, the official state tournament headquarters of Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Um, she may be called those, Olivia, but you can call her Baby Cronin. The two, wins that, uh, the two wins that uh, Rock County picked up last week also helped them clinch a three-way tie for the Badger Conference title. And I can that's tell you, Adele, why we should have conference her, tournaments. I can I can tell you, Adele, after watching her from last year to this year, her game has really picked up, and um, she's uh, she's turning into a very very good goaltender, very reliable in her sophomore year. Walker Kulas, well, Janesville had one of their top forwards go down with an injury, season-ending injury, and moved Walker's spot up and. Walkers respond and put some good numbers up, and uh, you know it's uh, it's good to see that next man up mentality, and uh, it worked that way for him. So those are our players of the week, brought to you by the Wyndham Wyndham Garden and Bill. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. The uh, state tournament headquarters of Wisconsin Prep Hockey, and we're not too far away from the state tournament, are we? No, in fact, uh, qualifiers start tomorrow in some areas. That's true. They sure do. Um, and let's uh, talk about those qualifiers. What do you want to do first, guys? You want to do boys or girls? or? Uh, why don't you read what's on the notes? Oh, Division Two preview. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to the boys. You can pull your little bracket up there in Division Two, And let's go, uh, let's go Section 1. Where would you guys like to begin on this one? Well, I'm sure the fine people of Superior would like us to begin there, but 
Um, they they continue their their non number one seeded ways this year. They're the three seed now in Division Two Section One behind Amory and Hayward, which is kind of a shot coming into the season. Yes, yeah, so not Hayward don't... so much. Not Hayward so much. They were a sectional finalist last year, and they've been good the last several years. But Amory getting in there at the number one seed that was kind of a, a surprise to me coming in. Yeah, and Amory and uh, Hayward both have been in the the D2 top six throughout the year, kind of Hayward has pretty much been there the whole time. Amory, I think has been moving in and out of the the fifth or sixth spot. So uh, one and two well-deserved. I I probably would have flip-flopped them, but uh, you know, it's uh, most likely uh, uh, the way that the the sectional championship is going to end up with the one and two on this one. Uh, Superior might have something to say about that. They've been not having the greatest year this year, but don't ever count them out. And that's my philosophy. And they've been playing better of late. Um, they just played a one-goal game with Hermantown, who was the number one team in Minnesota D2 um, by a fairly substantial margin in the voting there. Uh, they'd played, uh, I believe it was a one-goal or two-goal game with Duluth East, who uh, perennially, perennially kind of beats up on them. Um, so they did good there. And then they... They upset um, Eau Claire Memorial to end their season. Um, I don't. They don't have the the scoring on that, so I don't know what the what the game actually looked like. But they did. They did beat Eau Claire Memorial right there at the end of the season. And um, Eau Claire Memorial hasn't been in the top six this year. But if we were still doing the top ten, they probably would have been in that that seven through ten spot most of the season. Yeah, and I don't know whether it's just out of blind loyalty or just because I've, you know seen this sort of thing happen before, but I, I really would not count Superior out. Um, they're going to most likely end up playing, you know, Hayward in the in in the, the, the quarterfinals um, or semifinals. Uh, yeah, it's, I know, I know Hayward, Hayward is one of those teams that was looking forward to the you know the, the the two divisions because they've always been blocked. You know by Superior and Hudson and you know the other or Eau Claire Memorial, the the stronger teams. And you know now they find themselves still having to get through Superior and now Amory. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count Superior out right away. And you know Trasher said that he probably would have had Hayward and Amory flip flopped. Uh, the way I understand it, when it comes to sectional seating, head to head is always the first determinant, and Amory and Superior haven't played. Amory beat Hayward, and Hayward beat Superior, so that's an easy one, two, three right there. I think uh, this could very well be a sectional where the number three seed goes to state. I mean, like Burglar said, like I said, don't count Superior out. Their record is not the greatest right now. They've been struggling a little bit, but... um, you know, it's right. Superior burglar. We've seen that's, it. Put, uh, we've seen that's it, how they roll. Yeah, we've seen them put it together again at the end. And like they, they did just beat Hayward three to nothing in Hayward just two week, just a week and a half ago. Yeah, and it's. I think uh, basically this is a, a three team uh, sectional: Amory, Hayward, and Superior. Whoever's playing the best at the end, well, they're going to be the state tournament I mean, competitor. They were they were eight and thirteen on the year, but Rice Lake did tie Hayward 
way back on December 21st, two to two, and they beat Amory in the in the season opener. Season opener is probably the least indicative game of the season, but they did beat Amory two one in the season opener, and then a couple weeks later they beat, they tied Hayward two to two. So it's not like you know Rice Lake in the four seed is is completely out of it. Um, their other game with Hayward was a two to one loss, so I mean they're right in there. Okay, we can we can we can cover section two real easy. Northland Pines. Moving on to section three. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, if you, if you like section two, preview. section two is the Great Northern Conference tournament, like Bill, you know, plus Marshfield, um, yes. Marshfield at the four seed. Uh, Pines won the, the 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 conference tournament on Saturday by beating number two Lakeland. Uh, Six to nothing. They they weren't. And they allowed eleven shots. They weren't challenged in the conference, and I don't think Marshfield is going to challenge them. So we we, we saw this 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 section just played out uh, last week. Yeah, and I was I was tournament. you know looking through looking through the the games from last week, looking for you know player of the week nominees, and and I'm like, oh, Brett Wilkins had two shutouts. Let's look at his stats. He had faced thirteen shots against Mosinee and eleven against Lakeland. You know, those are the the two and three seeds in this section. Uh, no offense to to Lakeland, Mosinee, and anybody else in this section, but uh, for Pines to lose, like they need like a bus accident or something. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. But I agree with you, Junior. Uh, Pines, the number one seed, head and shoulders above anybody else. Uh, Lakeland has been. Touching the the I think the the bottom of the top six in our our D two polls during the year, but um, Pines, Northern Pines Eagles definitely the the heavy favorite in this one. Yeah, we we well, I, I think, think we said a couple weeks ago that you know had this been uh, just a single division tournament like it was in the past and sections like they were before, I think this would have been a year you know where Pines would have given uh, Wausau West a legitimate run you know, for the section, uh, you know, in, in a one-division tournament. So uh, in a two-division, yeah, they're – I think they've got their rooms booked. It would be silly to think anything different, that um, they wouldn't have their rooms booked, but, you know, still a couple games to be played. So uh, – yep. but you got to admit, Pines looks like the very, very – Grossly overweight favorite to come out of this sectional. Nobody wants to dispute well, that. Since you guys have seen them play uh, two and three, uh, Lakeland Mosinee, who, who do you think actually has a better chance of making it to the finals to take on Northland Pines in, in the sectional final? Well, I, I see it falling just like the the conference tournament did, which you know. That was Lakeland. Well, you said Northland Pines played Mosinee, so I said, saying, okay, well, Mosinee against Lakeland. Is, does Mosinee have a chance of, of beating Lakeland there to, to make it to the finals? Well, according to, according to the Anago coach, uh, Matt Borneman, uh, Anago is going to beat Mosinee um, on Thursday, so that's not even a, an issue. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Matt's always been the greatest judge of these things. Uh, no, Lakeland. If Lakeland and Mosinee play, that could be a game. Uh, they could make a game of that. 
um, Mosini beat Lakeland uh, two, 3-2 to the last time they played. Um, so, you know, with the, on the other hand, first time they played, Lakeland won 3-2, to so... You know, those are two evenly matched teams. They're they're playing they're playing for the right to go up to Pines and well, know, actually no, the, for the best. Good, oh, okay then, even better for them. They're playing for the right to well for Mozini to stay home. Um, for Lakeland, they'd probably rather go to Pines. It's a shorter trip. Let's go right. on to section three. Walden Woodville holds the number one seed. River Falls is number two. And um, how do you guys see this one here? This well, section this is, is the, and, this is the oh, black hole. Is this the section five of... Uh, yes. Yeah. This is one that's kind of seldom heard from. Uh, Baldwin-Woodville has been, the last couple of years, pretty decent. River Falls has also been um, a pretty good team in the past, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no clue. I don't know who's gonna win this one. Uh, I Junior, gonna, I don't know who's gonna win. I know who I'm cheering for. That's Somerset, because Coach Dan Gilkerson of Somerset is one of the uh, the best coaches out there in terms of like voting on the top ten every I, week. I agree. He, on he that. votes. He votes on the the Wisconsin Prep Hockey Awards every year. Although our turnout for the awards is actually pretty good um dan is always involved and active so um yeah i'm I'm pulling for somerset but i have no idea who's going to come out of this section um and like several of these teams have been just in the recent past better than they are this year i mean west salem was a state tournament team in the combined sections uh just a few years ago uh somerset had a really good year just a couple years ago baldwin woodville had a, a a much better um year just a couple of years ago. So in the recent past, several of the teams in this section have been like better than they are this year. So I don't think, you know, as far as, you know, the new, the do the new D one D two format, this isn't the best showing that D two section three could have shown in the last several years. No. And, uh, but I, I saw number four West Salem Bangor play against Rapids, um, a couple days ago and, uh, they didn't look that bad. So, I mean, you know, don't count them out. Uh, Coach Eric Borey, one of our, well, one of my favorite guys, he's a Rapids guy, has uh, works with his team pretty hard. You know, he's a, he's a good coach. And I think don't count him out, you know. And as you said, Junior, uh, Somerset number three. Um, I think there's a definite, uh, probably the, the champion here is going to be one of the top four. That's, you know, maybe setting myself up for a little, uh, Whatever, but uh, I think one of the top four is going to win this one. I mean, just on paper, when it comes to upsets, this section should be wide open. Well, I mean, um, just looking at, at uh, Somerset's schedule, um, and we talked about Amory earlier. I mean, Somerset lost to Amory 3-2 uh, to two and one to nothing. Um, you know, and they've had – I mean, they, they beat – uh, Wanakee was one of our Division Two top sixes. They beat them seven to four. Um, they, they've they've shown well against you know other teams that are that are in this section. So yeah, it's any any of those four. I, I'm not going to pick a favorite. Section four D two. As we move on, 
Final Lake Springs, the number one seed. Wapan, number two. Wanakee, number three. This is a pretty strong sectional, guys. It is. Uh, I think St. Mary Springs, uh, the number one seed, is like here. Uh, Wapan is right underneath it. Um, Wanakee is maybe right underneath that. And McFarland, number four. I mean, they're all really close. This is uh, literally, I think, a sectional where, you know, given any given Sunday, as they used to say in the NFL, anybody can win. Uh, there's there's four teams here that are are pretty tightly bunched, and um, I guess it just depends on the day. Well, do we? Well, let's just say it. There are four teams here who are in our top six in the Division Two. I mean, Springs, Wapan, Wanakee, McFarland. That's one, four, five, and six. Um, so I, I would say that you know this this this, this section's kind of loaded. This is the 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 sex the section of death, as they say. I've had the chance to see Wanakee twice this year, and both times I came away pretty impressed with them. Um, they can fill up the they can fill up the net quickly. Um, That's always been their their mo is they can score a lot of goals, but they don't always do. A, ever since the the Fords graduated, they always don't don't always do a great job on the D line preventing them. But I think Fond du Lac Springs, as you look at it, is a little bit more I would probably say balanced. But yeah, these are the the top four teams in this one could. You know, one of those four could come out of it, but you got to admit, Fond du Lac Springs is the favorite. They're the favorite, but, I mean, looking at head-to-head, they haven't played McFarland, they haven't played Wanakee. They played Wapan once, and it was a one-to-one tie. And, I mean, um, the 4-5 seed game, I think it's going to be a closer game than what you might think, because Oregon's been playing some tough games late in the season where they've pulled up some wins that you wouldn't think. But, yeah, I, I believe this is one that you can actually look, run through the numbers. I am actually think got it picked that I, I believe it's going to be a one versus three in the semi in, in the sectional final and stuff but you know it, it's good I think all the games should be close in this one you know once you get to that sectional semifinal in Oregon at the number five seed I've got a chance to see them play earlier this year and physical team they can like to get up to down the ice as well but not afraid to bang bodies and they've got that Larry Clemens factor of Larry standing they're on the bench, and uh, being a former goalie and being a goalie coach, he knows how to prepare goalies, and he will have his goalies ready to go. You can bet on it. Goalies shouldn't be head coaches. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my goodness, poor Larry. Tell you what, though, he talk about building a name for yourself. He has uh, put together a pretty nice. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a portfolio or resume or whatever of whatever he's got going on there, but his uh, goaltending stuff is very, very good. You guys ready to move on to Section uh, 1 in uh, Division 1? I was looking for more head-to-head games in that section, but it doesn't look like Wanaki and McFarland have played. Um, neither of them has played Wapan, and Springs and Wapan played that tie. So among the the top four teams in this section, they've only got one head-to-head matchup. So 
Um, not a lot of data to go on there. Well, Waukesh, uh, Wanakee and McFarland are one's Badger North, one's Badger South, and they don't always cross over and play each other. So um, that was probably the factor there. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned goalies. You might want to make note whether it has any bearing or not that the Final Act Springs goalie is a freshman. You know, is 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 there gonna is is the pressure gonna get to him or is he gonna hold up? He's a tall, he's a big freshman, but that's a good question. I guess we'll be finding out. He's looked pretty good throughout the year, so uh, I mean, yeah, it's now it's playoff time, but uh, for the first couple months of the the season, he's done an, a bang up job. So yeah, hard to say. We'll see. Let's go to Division One, Section One. Let's check out the uh, bracket there. Uh, no, read your no. notes. No, oh, uh, my phone reset on me. I had girls, girls, girls. girls sectional One. Girls, girls, girls. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Girls preview Section One. Let's move on. Okay. Here we go, section one. And I'm trying to find the bracket here. You click on the little thing that says bracket. Uh, the, East, yeah. the ECA stars are one, St. Croix Valley Fusion, two, Hudson, three, uh, Chippewa Falls, Menominee, Sabres, five, and Hayward, or four, and Hayward, five. Western Wisconsin yeah. seemed to have dropped way down this year. There we go. Yeah, I was looking at some numbers over the last week, and the San Croix Valley Fusion might be the worst offensive team to ever be 19-5. and five. <laughs> You know, they've been ranked. They've been ranked all year. Their goals per game is a full goal per game across their whole schedule, lower than any of the other ranked teams. It's more than two lower than most of them. Uh, if you look at their goals per game against the other ranked teams, it's 1.33. Like they, they've scored 59 goals on the season and they set it 19 and 5. That is staggering. How many have they um, given up? They have given up on the year 34 goals. They don't score so much. In, they don't give in much. 24, up. In 24 games, they've given up 34 goals. That's 1.42 goals against. That's how they're 19 and 5. They might be uh, the best, uh, if not the best, the best or the second best defensive team in the state, but they cannot score. Junior, um, who, you've got it right there. Um, what's the most goals they've given up in a game? I don't have their schedule up in front of me. Uh, the most I see in their games against the top 10 was four. The Fox City Stars scored four on them on December 13th. So that means other... Um, and for my money, the Fox City Stars are the best offensive team in the state. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, Eau Claire area is a very balanced team at the number one seed. They do have a loss to the Fusion. Uh, the Fusion are... Let's see, one in five in their six games against uh, the top 
six other teams. So the current uh, top six plus Rock County Fury. Uh, they're one in five in those games with that one win coming against Eau Claire area. So it's not unheard of them f- f- for them to win here. But I don't know. That offense, 59 goals on the year. I mean, the Metrolink scored 131 goals this year. Central Wisconsin scored 101. Uh, the Fox City Scars are at 111. And the Fusion are down at 59. That's uh, To go 19 and 5 while scoring 59 goals in a 24-game schedule is just amazing. But... I actually got to see them play against Cap City, and that was a two-to-one loss to Cap City. Uh, Cap City struggles p- scoring a lot of goals per game, also. But I mean, you, their defense is what's going to win for them. They beat, the, uh, as you said, on January 14th, they beat the Eau Claire Stars two to nothing, and then after that, they had two. Two games the rest of the season in which they gave up more than one goal a game. They they beat North St. Paul Tartan four to three, and they beat on Alaska seven to two. Um, a eight one went over Red Wing, and actually they had a two to nothing loss to the Stars on January fourteenth, and on February fourth beat the Stars three to nothing. So. I think uh, a lot of the uh, in in this bracket. Uh, Eau Claire area's uh, number one seed. They get a bye. They have to face the winner of Hayward, uh, Chippewa Falls. Um, to me, it, I, I find it kind of uh, weird that that Chip Falls is a four seed and Hayward is a five seed. I've seen Hayward play a couple of times. They got a pretty good team. Um, I didn't think Chip Falls was was better, but uh, the seeding process apparently is so. And on the bottom half, Hudson number three against uh, the Western Wisconsin Stars. Hudson has been pretty good throughout the year. Um, Fusion. So basically, you know, Fusion and Hudson on the bottom half. I think it just depends on how Hayward or Chip Falls play against Eau Claire area. You know, I mean, there could be an upset there. They, they uh, bo- Both of those have good teams. Um, Eau Claire area has struggled at times. Oh, go ahead, Dal. Um, the reason that the CFM's got the four over the five is a six to five victory over Hayward. They're and they're only meeting this year. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fine. Um, you know, sometimes I think. Uh, the head to head are overrated, but uh, you know, not always. No, and no, head to head is the most important factor. Everything else is, as they say, on paper. These were games that were actually settled on the ice. Right, but if this game happened on November thirty thirty first, makes no difference. First game of the year, last game of the year, it's head to head. All the games count. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Every, just any, any any league, any sport you name, first tiebreaker is always head to head, because yep. that's the most important criteria. Head to head competition, hands down. Well, that's what they say. That's what apparently everybody but you says. Yeah, well, <laughs> I might be an expert on it. <laughs> anyway, Eau Claire area's got the number one seed. Uh, Fusion got number two. Um, most likely, that's going to be your sectional final. Um, 
But I mean, uh, Hayward Chip Falls could uh, maybe throw a wrench into that on the, the top half of the bracket. Hard to say. Well, and Hudson always gets bonus points because they're a single school. Just throwing that out there. I mean, Hudson did beat Chippewa Falls earlier. Well, that's why Hudson is the three seed. Okay, guys ready to move on to Section 2? Section 2, here we go. Central Wisconsin Storm, the number one seed, the Fox City Stars, number two. Yeah, the Bay Area Ice Bears are third. This section is a whole lot better than it used to be. Um, It used to be just the Storm and then... Everybody else. A a collection of small Northwood schools that really had no prayer against the Storm. Now the Stars and the, the Icebergs are in here. Or ice bears are in here because of the the shrinking, unfortunately, of girls hockey. They had to realign the the sections a little. So at least there's some competition for the storm. The the storm and stars just played a six five overtime game on I think it was Saturday uh, this last week. So uh, like I said earlier, for my money, the Fox City Stars are the best offensive team in the state. Um, the storm. Uh, don't have a lot of goal scorers, but they do score a fair amount of goals, comparatively speaking, uh, with the rest of the girls in the state. Strong defense, average goaltending. Um, so Storm and the Stars could be a shootout. The, the the bugaboo for both those teams is that their goalies are average at best, uh, whereas Cap City's Cap City, you know, down in, 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 in Madison has a phenomenal goalie. Rock County's got a phenomenal goalie. Metro Lynx have a good goalie. Um, on the other end, the St. Croix Valley Fusion have a phenomenal goalie. So, you know, one and two in this in this section is all about offense, average goalies, good defense. And what could throw a wrench in this one, though, is that goalie for the number five seed, Pistol Cowden. She's posted quite a few one nothing uh, games this year where she's either been on the losing side of a one nothing loss or on the winning side. Uh, Wisconsin Valley doesn't score a lot of goals, I don't believe. But, you know, Pistol Cowden is one that's going to be able to keep them in a, in a game every time she takes the ice. Dell, I was going to just mention that as well. I uh, find it kind of uh, surprising that the Wisconsin Valley Union is a number five seed. And I know Burglar is going to say, well, head to head, you know, this is and that and the other thing. Well, uh, they got Pistol. If uh, they don't allow any goals, all they got to do is score one. So... Yeah, it could be. I mean, they'll get to probably the um, right here. You'll see it. The they'll get to the sectional semifinal probably, and then I guess it's just up to how they do against the DC Evers Co-op, commonly known as the Central Wisconsin Storm. Uh, on the bottom half, I, I'm at. You know, the the Bay Area Ice Bears have been playing pretty well lately. So they're the number three seed. Uh, Fox Cities is number two. Uh, there could be a surprise down there, but uh, I, I'm inclined to believe that Fox Cities at the number two is going to get to the sectional championship. I, 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 I take umbrage with you saying that the the Wisconsin Valley Union will probably get to the semi. Wisconsin Valley Union will probably get to the sectional semifinal. I know the Northland Pines girls are your mortal enemies. 
Um, and they have been since your daughter played, but they've the they played the union once this year. They played to a two-two tie, and they outshot them forty to twenty-four. That's putting a lot on Pistol Cowden to say that the union will probably get to the sectional semifinal. That's 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 a lot. I know Pines is your mortal enemies, but forty to twenty-four um, in terms of puck possession is an ass kicking. And the only reason that game was close was because of Pistol Cowden. So to say they'll probably make the sectional final, I think, is a bit much. All right, true, but <laughs> at what point in the season was that game? Was it in December December January seventh. January seventh. So second half yeah. of the season. Yeah. Well, I mean yeah, I, I you know, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And and the yeah, union Valley Union, win. yeah, they're and not the, a, a big. The union sh- didn't win any of their next four games. They tied well, the Lightning. They lost to the Edge. They lost to Bay Area, and they lost to Brackett River Falls. That was their next four games after that game against Pines. All right, we'll see. I know Pistol. She's a great goalie. I think she steps up and uh, surprises everybody. I was, now I stopped uh, at those four because the fifth game was a three to two win over Fox Cities who I just said was the best offensive team in the state. <laughs> I, I was just up in, in, in Antigo for the, the, the Northern Edge game against uh, Chippewa Falls Menominee, and I was talking to uh, Mrs. Kabaki. Uh, uh, yeah, she's the, the mother of uh, Kelly Levesque, one of, the, one of the coaches for the Edge. And, you know, we're talking about the, the playoffs. You know, and the edge started out as just Antigua and Rhineland. Well, now it's also got Manaqua or Lakeland and, and Tomahawk in there, too. So it is four schools. And, you know, she 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 was uh, she was under the impression that the girls were doing uh, divisions, too. And I said, no, there's only there's only 28 teams. They there's just one division. Well, who do we play first? Well, it's the Bay Area. Well, which which Green Bay area schools are in that? And it's like all of them. Um, well, and if you win that one, then you get to play against uh, uh, the Fox Cities, you know, which is like all of the the Appleton, Oshkosh, all of the the Fox Valley area teams. Um, you know, and if you win that one, well, you get the whole you know Wassa Metro area teams. <laughs> so, yeah, mega co-ops, gotta love them. But like you said, David, it's Anago, Rhinelander, Lakeland, and Tomahawk now. I mean, just just three years ago, that was three teams, and then Lakeland, Tomahawk joined, and now that's part of the edge. I mean, that's that's the way it's going. The, the, everybody here except for Pines. I think Pines is with Three Lakes, which is what one or two kids maybe. Uh, but other, everybody here is like twenty five hundred students plus. Okay, guys. I guess you guys have uh, had your fill of Section 2. So let's go on to Section 3. We're the Metro Lakes. More or less the Madison area is up next. The Metro Lynx number one seed. The uh, Cap City Cougars, number two. And the Onalaska Hilltoppers are number three. Well, so if the Metro Lynx are the Madison area, what are the Cap City Cougars? Sun Prairie, Wanakee, DeForest. That's not Madison area? They would be the, like, northwestern suburbs. 
But, you know, when you look at the first round of games that's going on in here, I think the most interesting game you're going to see is that four or five seed. I mean, you got two of the top goalies going to be facing off against each other in that one, uh, Black River Falls and Viroqua. You got Matheson for Black River Falls, and you've got Severson for Viroqua. And they, they're two very good goalies. Uh, so, you know, that's that's going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, we know that the Icebergs and Badger Lightning are both teams that have struggled all season for the last couple of years. Um, and so you look at Onalaska Cap City uh, moving on there, but that Onalaska Cap City game is going to be another low-scoring but very good game. Onalaska just knocked off Cap City here recently. Uh, and then you got the Lynx against whoever comes out of that first one. Uh, but, you know, so I, I'm actually thinking the uh, there's a good chance of this going 1-2 into the sectional semifinals. But it, then, then that one's, you know, the rubber match between those two teams this season. And you look at you look here, Dell, that you're looking at the the Tigers and Blackhawk playing in that uh, four or five game. And then you're looking at the winner gets the Lynx and that team also has good goaltending. So you would expect that team that uh, wins that four or five probably isn't going to get a whole lot of goals scored in their round two game either. Well, here's your problem in that game. Um, Metro Lynx number one seed versus either uh, Viroqua or Black River Falls um, both good goaltending, but um, Metro Lynx uh, will definitely score some goals, so they're at the advantage there. On the bottom half, Cap City Cougars, uh, Jeff Thornton, he doesn't like it when we uh, put him up too high in the rankings, so uh, maybe you know we'll, we'll we'll knock him down a little bit. But uh, Onalaska's been playing pretty well. Um, so bottom half of the bracket, I mean, who who knows, right? Two or three, Sun Prairie or on Alaska. Uh, um, Middleton has been tough all year. I've heard that Middleton is probably one of the, the kind of uh, the, the the teams that will sneak up on you during the year. Well, they really haven't. They've just been really good. Uh, I kind of like Middleton. Metrolinks to go to sectional three championship. Have you, have you suddenly become Tom Shafransky of the WIAA? Sun Prairie, Middleton. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, Metro Lynx versus Cap City Cougars. Yeah, thank you. I think, uh, all right, Metro Lynx. I'm going to send Metro Lynx to the state tournament this year. Always. I have a I have a big-ass spreadsheet in front of me that I compiled over the last week that says that the uh, Cap City Cougars and Madison Metro Lynx are the two best girls teams in the state. Um, uh, and that the Cap City Cougars, when you combine uh, shot prevention and goaltending, are the best defensive team in the state. Um, that said, uh, the Lynx are still my choice on this one because they have a high-powered offense, they have a very good defense in their own right, and um, the Cougars have had, in my mind, too many games where they've been shut out. Um, they just got shut out by 
Uh, obviously, our player of the week, uh, Rock County, just shut them out, 38 shots. They got shut out by Onalaska just a week before. Uh, that was 28 or 29 shots. Um, they they can have trouble scoring at times, um, which you can have an amazing defense. You still have to put the puck into the net, and and Madison Metro Lynx do both. Uh, there is the Cap City Cougars. Their 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 offense isn't as anemic as like the Saint Croix Valley Fusion, but it's not at the the same level as the Metro Lynx. Whereas the Lynx's defense is at least comparable to that that the Cougar the Cougars have. So basically, now, you're saying uh, Metro Lynx, uh, you know, you're uh, you get the nod, and uh, Jeff Thornton, as much as you want to be there. Might not be. Well, plus and, I think Jeff wants us to pick against him anyway. I mean, now, yeah, the, the Metro Lynx have only been shut out one time this year, and that was way back on December 21st. So as Trasher says, you know, that doesn't even count anymore. <laughs> now, Junior, I don't know if you have it in front of you or not, but I believe if the Lynx win this sectional, would that be their first trip to state? Off the top of my head, the answer is yes, but I don't have that in front of me. I think that's yes. I know they came real close a couple times uh, back in the the dominant on Alaska days, but um, the one year they ever actually cracked it. The one year that Rock County went, they beat the Lynx in overtime to go. So, no, they haven't been there yet. But this may be their year. Speaking of Rock County, are we ready to go to sectional four, MJ? Sure. And we move on to. <laughs> he said. He said enthusiastically. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to section four. Computer, please work. MJ. MJ doesn't want to talk about his home section where his his home girls team is the number one seed and the runaway favorite. So this is the Beloit uh, Memorial Co-op, as Tom Shafransky would say. MJ calls it the Janesville Co-op. Actually, I call it a great bunch of kids because they, they really are. And, uh, you know, they've put together a nice team and put together a nice season, played a tough MJ, schedule. You, MJ, you're breaking this one down for us, this bracket? Oh. You're asking a lot. All right. Well, let's... now why won't this work for me? <laughs> Hard to say. I'm, I'm clicking where it says click. <laughs> See, he's not all right. He's not Rock breaking County it down. County, the Rock County Fury is the top seed. Uh, second seed is the the Fondy Warbird Co-op. Third is the Airhead Warhawk. Uh, five is. USM Wildcats. Or four is the USM Wildcats. Five is the Lakeshore Lightning. Six is the Brookfield Glacier. Seven is the, I believe that's Beaver Dam, Golden Beavers. Okay. There you um, go. I did have the chance to see the Warbirds this year against uh, Rock County. And the Warbirds just didn't have the bodies to stay with them. I mean, it was a close game, but the Fury just pounded them with shots. But their goaltender for the Warbirds played phenomenal in that game, but Rock County got like a 3-1 win in that game. But 
you know, those two teams won't meet until the sectional final. And, you know, there's still going to be some hockey to be played because the Warhawks, as we see, have put together a nice season and the Warbirds will have to go through them. And there's no guarantee the Fury will get past the uh, USM co-op or the Lakeshore Lightning. So yeah, the shots were 33 to 19 in that game. Yeah, this is another one that's kind of like kind of like that that boys section that we mentioned. I think it was section 3 um where just a couple of years ago like USM and uh the Fondy Warbird Co-op were way better than they are now. Um they're still good obviously, two seed, four seed, um but you know, just a couple of years ago this would have been a much more interesting section. Well, the thing the Fury has going for them, they have plenty of offense and now with uh goaltending starting to uh, shine a little bit more they've got you know they can keep the puck out of their own net so you know they've earned the number one seed but uh you know coming through this isn't going to be easy but uh number one seed it's theirs and it's there for the taking well and their goaltending really kind of kind of saved them there in the in the badger conference that that three to two win they had over the the, the Metro Lynx right at the start of February, they gave up 31 shots in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one nothing, the one nothing win they just had over Cap City, they 38 shots in that game they gave up. Um, so their goaltending has really stepped up uh, in a big way for them, and you know, good goalies go a long way in the playoffs. Um, well, and as you, long as, you know, I, I see that Trasher's uh, blip is is missing at the moment, so he can't hear me say that because I'm sure he would want to talk about Pistol Cotton again. Um, and, of course, we are all pulling for the Rock County Fury uh, for the state tournament because we know what that means. That means five bands. Um, each school in that co-op will send their band, and you get you, you get a battle of the bands before the game, uh, during all the intermissions, uh, the whole... That the whole actual the, the the sorry old clamshell comes to life when you put five and if the other if their opponent brings a band too, you know you got six bands in there and that makes for a rocking good time. <laughs> Rock County Fury may bring more than four or five with all the co-op schools they have in theirs. It's nice to see Arrowhead is. Is is you know good again? What are they? The four, the three seed. Three. Because um, it was just a few years ago they were like winning two, three games a year. And they have pretty Arrowhead. Uniform. They have Arrowhead pretty beat uniforms. the Fury this year. Mm-hmm. Arrowhead beat the Fury this year. Well, I think that goes a long way towards their seed. Because um, they're they, I mean they are technically once you factor in ties they are below five hundred on the year mm-hmm. uh, as a three seed so. Uh, but they are they have had some some nice games against some good teams so it's nice to see them good again because they had some some rough years there unless in that game uh the Brookfield Glacier unless Hattie Hadley Malcolmson has a game of her life in that uh well it wouldn't be the first time we've seen that in the playoffs from a a star girls player yeah yeah Teresa Knutson to name one all right, you guys ready to move on to the boys' division one? Sure. All right, let's go boys' division one. Section one. Murderers Row. Murderers Row. Oh. This is this is where 
Last team standing. Man, talk about having to run the run the table. Hudson, number one seed. Number two, Wausau West. Number three, Chai High. Number four, Onalaska Lacrosse. Spash and Rapids play in to play Hudson. Wausau West plays the winner of D.C. Everest and Northwest. Eau Claire North and Ashland move on to play Chippewa Falls. That's how this one's starting out. Yeah, um, looking at this, unless I'm mistaken, Hudson, Wausau West, and Onalaska were all in the state tournament last year. I believe you're right. So there's three state tournament teams in this one division. Uh, Spash played for... Wait a minute, what, was Eau Claire Memorial not in it? Last year, no. uh, Eau Claire North, North and Hayward played in the final. Yeah, Sam so yeah, Eau Claire North. Eau Claire so we North, still, so still, okay, there's four. still four, four teams four. in the state. Half of the state tournament last year is, is in, in this, this one division. Yes. Yes, half of last year's state tournament is in this one section, and Spash was a, a sectional finalist. Eau Claire Memorial wasn't. They got beat by Hayward. Hayward's in the other division. So, I mean, that's 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 five teams that were one game away from going to state, you know, or in state, all in this one division. Then you had DC Everest, who was in state two years ago. Uh, the state tournament, I don't remember. Michael Yonke. Yep. Eau Claire Memorial, who is a a perennial. State tournament goer. Yeah, this is Spash, Spash has is, been, you know, there yeah. from time to time. This is yeah, this is kind of a murderer's row of of teams. Like, I mean, this is just this is brutal. Um, I pulled it up because Hudson is the number one seed. They have three losses in Wisconsin this year, and they're all kind of hilarious to me. Uh, they ended their season with a loss to Eau Claire Memorial, where they outshot Eau Claire forty-two to seventeen. And somehow they managed to lose. Uh, their first loss of the season was to Notre Dame Academy, who they outshot 16 to nine. They held Notre Dame Academy to nine shots and 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 still lost that game uh, two to nothing. 16 to nine. Yes. Are you kidding and then, me? And uh, then their second loss of the season was a 4-3 loss to Chippewa Falls, where they outshot them 45 to 12. So on paper, Hudson, the the one against Notre Dame, not domination, but they controlled most of that game. But the other two, Hudson dominated the games and still managed to lose, which will happen. You'll run into games where you just can't put the puck in the net. But, oof, I mean, that's a that's a strong season they had. Uh, they just beat Wausau West. They just uh, kind of spanked university school 6-2. to uh, Hudson is a, a real strong team. And, you know, if they come out of here, it'll be their fifth straight, straight trip to Madison. Uh, but it'll be much more impressive coming out of this division. Oh, not that much more impressive. It's not like the division before. And, and just to, uh, on this one, Onalaska was at state last year also. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Okay, I missed that one. Yeah. And, Hudson, Wausau I mean, West, Onalaska, and Eau Claire North were all state tournament teams last year. That's just... Thanks, Tom. So, yeah, this one... Hudson and Wausau West should be the favorites, but hell if I know. Look at that top bracket, though. Spash Rapids, Eau Claire Memorial, and Onalaska. 
<laughs> what kind of bracket do you have to have to put Spash as an eight seed? Spash just hasn't been that good this year. Well, I don't know that they'd be an eight seed in any other bracket. Yeah. You look. You look at though that top part of that. I mean, on Alaska lacrosse should Oakland Memorial non Alaska could meet in the sectional final. I mean, semifinal this regional they sh- final. This they week. should. Um, in this one, you know, there, in some other brackets, I could see upsets. I don't see the 9, 12, 13, 10, and 11. I don't see them winning in this one uh, specifically. Um, so in that second round, there's a lot of potential for upsets. Uh, Spash beating Hudson would not be the – 8 beating 1 would not be the craziest thing I've seen this year. Um, on Alaska and Eau Claire Memorial would be a fantastic game. Eau Claire North and Chippewa Falls would be a fantastic game. Um West and Everest have already played twice this year, but I don't have it up in front of me how they did against each other. Um, but they've the last several years they've been playing pretty close games against each other. Um, West usually coming out on top, but not always. Is this the most exciting bracket of them all? I would think I'd- so. I mean, it contains last half of last year's state tournament. West won both of those games against Everest. The the most recent one was at the end of January where they won one to nothing. So yeah, yeah so, it's it's not like, out of the question. Yeah, I mean, I I like I don't think unfortunately I don't think any of the the first round games are going to be terribly exciting. But rounds two, three, and four in this bracket should all be just great. Like if the whole tournament Bond looked like this bracket, I think we'd all be two. a lot healthier, happier. I can't wait to see how this bracket ends up coming into the sectional semifinal week. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty fun. To see mm-hmm. how the, who gets out of this whole week altogether. Division one boys bracket. Let's go back to it. Let's go back to section or let's move to section number two. And Notre Dame Academy, number one seed, Fond du Lac. The Cardinals are number two, Nina, number three, and Bayport, number four. We haven't heard a lot about Nina in the last, about the last month, have we? They were last year's state runner-up. Yeah, they started off pretty hot. They were ranked, but then they, they fell out, and they never managed to claw their way back in. I don't think they quite have the punch that they had. Uh, they've still got Jake Mork in net, and he's still doing his thing back there, but I don't think they quite have the offensive punch that they've had the last couple of years. Interesting one, as I look here, is going to be when you figure round two is going to be, well, round three will be good between Notre Dame and Dayport because those two teams go at it pretty good, provided they both make it, which they should, but funnier things happen. Well, we can talk about the, the, the Fondy Cardinals who started out, I mean, they've, they've always been one of the top teams. They, they, you know, they, they generally get invited uh, to those top tournaments at the beginning of the season, showdown in title town, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, they got off to a slow start, but they've been playing better um, of late uh, I think that while well, they did lose the the the, the, the conference championship 
uh, to Final Lac Springs, but Final Lac Springs has got a very good, very sound team. But I think the Fonny Cardinals have been kind of, uh, they got a young team and they've just kind of been growing into themselves this year, and they, they could be peaking at the right time. And you would look on that side, that end of the, that bottom part there, and you would see Nina and Fond du Lac meeting there. That could make for a very good, interesting uh, game as well, that being a two and a three seed. But, uh, guys, I think at the end of the day, it would still be uh, Notre Dame's bracket to lose. I mean, yeah, they they are heavy favorites well, in this bracket. That's why they, that's why you want the that's you know what the number one seed says. It's that you know we should win this. If we don't win this, something must have gone wrong. Why? Well, yes, that's true. I'm kind of All interested right. in in if Depier gets past Bayport, Depier and Bayport, because they played twice this year. The first game they were even, 25 shots apiece. Depier actually won the game three to two. Second game, shots were a little lower. It was 23-20 in Bayport's favor, but somehow they won nine to nothing. What? What happened? What? Yeah, it was How do you score nine were, goals on 23 shots? I, I don't know. They were The shots were even up, 25-25, and it was a 3-2 game the first time. And the second time, shots were 23-20, to and they won 9 to nothing. Like, what happened? That's a good question. Yeah, like, uh, De Pere's goalie got pulled after, I believe their starter got pulled after nine shots. And five goals against. Wow. And the backup came in and faced 14 shots and stopped 10 of them. I mean, I don't know if it was just one of those days or what, but so well, I want to I want to yeah. see the rematch. I want to know what happened in that game uh, with Madison Edge. Well, we can get Madison Edgewood and Lost South West. We can probably talk about that when we get to the next sectional. But they just played Saturday and Edgewood had 52. Sh- no, West had 52 shots on goal and Edgewood had 41. I mean, were they playing three on three hockey or what? How do you get that many? 90, how do you get? How do you get that many shots? shots. And usually, if one team has fifty-two shots, that's because they spent the whole time in the other team's zone. But it was fifty-two to forty-one. Anyway, we'll get. We'll, we'll talk about that if we get to. When, or was it? Or, section. or was it a squirt parent keeping track of uh, shots? Think about it. Squirt hands anything it was, near it, the net. It was seven to four. It was a game. I mean, goals were scored. It wasn't just shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, goals were scored. Yeah, eleven goals on ninety-three shots. That's well, yeah, Adam, close to ninety percent. Did Adam yeah. Prokop play? Yes. Yeah, he gave up six goals. Wow! And then an empty netter. Mm. Anyway, yeah, there's something. Something went down that day. Like I don't know, they were all hopped up on ener- like energy drinks or what. Ooh. Anyway, we could talk. We can. Th- that'll lead us right in. Since we're talking about Madison Edge, that'll lead us right into section three there, NJ. One, go ahead. Take yep. a test. Section three. Section three. Verona, number one seed. No surprise there. Number two, Madison Edgewood. Number three, Sun Prairie. Number four, Suck Prairie. And, and I, uh, I have a hard time with this. For whatever reason, it's always been this when, when I'm typing on a keyboard, I have a really hard time typing the word prairie. Just the combination of letters, the A I R A I, it, it, I, I can't type the word prairie. So um, that's, that's my contribution. Verona, 
looking to play the winner of Baraboo and Madison Memorial. Madison West and DeForest play. Sauk Prairie and the Lakers play. Those two teams will meet in the second round, which winners of those two games will meet in the second round. Sun Prairie is going to meet the winner of Middleton and Toma Sparta. And RWD is going to meet the – should move on. Well, they play. Wow. They should move on. Madison Edgewood, the number two seed. Well, if uh, – All I looked at Sun- seven- – Sun Sun Prairie actually ended up playing Sock Prairie. Burglar would be pretty much screwed here. Um, (laughs) Barona, the number one seed, they've been, you know, I mean, they've been up and down. You know, you've watched them throughout the year. They were really good at the beginning of the year. Then they struggled a little bit, and then they kind of uh, have played better. Uh, Edgewood, I think, has improved a lot. Um, Sun Prairie has been good. uh, And then you're looking at uh, number four. Who's number four? Uh, Sock Prairie. Sock Prairie hasn't really got a lot of publicity, but they've they've had a, a really good season. I mean, if you look at their their record, and you could argue, well, they haven't played the best teams or whatever, but um, they still have a really good record. And uh, with Dave Lowry as the coach, uh, he's an awesome guy. He does a great job of coaching. He's coaching the, the juniors and the, the college level, so he knows what he's doing. Madison West at the number five is is pretty good, too. So I think potentially uh, Madison West at five and Sauk Prairie at number four could be a pretty good combination there. Uh, Sun Prairie's been good. Uh, Edgewood has been good. Um, I don't know. I You know, I mean, you... Normally, you would think uh, Verona, Edgewood, and Sun Prairie one, two, and three would be the teams to really watch during this. But uh, I mean, not to say that there couldn't be an upset, but there could be an upset here somewhere. Madison West a- at number five. I've seen Madison West play twice, and they're a pretty good team. The fun, the thing is, they remind me so much of Steve Leibert's old Middleton teams. And we knew how Steve Leibert's old Middleton teams play. They've taken that uh, they've taken that approach to Madison West, and they come out and they're competitive from the start to beginning. And uh, Madison West is one of those teams I just say don't sleep on them because they may surprise you. And it is okay to say Sun Prairie and Middleton here, Trasher. They're both Cardinals. Right, and I, I guess I, I overlooked Middleton at the number six um, because they've been very good, too. And as MJ has said, uh, and I think even though the, the Libraries have moved on, Middleton is still a defensive squad. They have a goalie, and then they put three or four uh, players in the crease and then dare you to shoot. Uh, you don't score many goals against this team. They don't score many goals, uh, but, you know, it'll be between them and Sun Prairie. Sun Prairie, I think, this year is a little bit better, so uh, I give them that's the how, edge in this contest. That's how Fond du Lac used to play. You find a goalie and then just put all your defensive zone players like in the crease to, to, to force you to shoot outside. It must be a Cardinals thing. Trying to get a look here at Middleton's season. They've went yeah. fourteen. They went fourteen and ten on the season. 
Yeah, I'm sure that we're over-exaggerating a little bit, but, I mean, uh, you can really camp those defensive players down into the the slot crease area and uh, definitely make it tough for a team to score, especially if your team is not a huge offensive scoring team. Middleton scored 87 goals this year. Their opponents have scored 81. Their goaltending has been 898. And their opponents have been 895. I mean, they've played pretty even with a lot of teams. Um, you know, they play in a they play in a tough conference. I mean, is anybody going to defend Monroe after MJ's thrashing of them by almost, almost? You said that RWD was going to move on before you even said who they were playing. They the, RWD should move on. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They're I mean, the number you, seven seed. I know. I know your mouth just got your your mouth just got ahead of your brain. You know that happens to all of us. We misspeak, but yeah, I mean that was the, like the only game like through the entire bracket so far where you've you've mentioned one team will move on before you actually said both teams' names. But you, but you know what though? <laughs> I just made for uh, billboard material for uh, well, Monroe, didn't I? Well, you know the other the thing is is. After Monroe, uh, their coach came on and talked with us as our guest. Uh, You you look at their second half of their season, and they struggled the second half of the season. Um, Is it the Wisconsin Prep Hockey Jinx? Basically, after January 7th, they've won two games and tied one and then picked up, what, four, five? Six losses, two, six, and one. Two, six, and two. They have two ties. Two, six, and two. Okay. But, you know, so you you look at their two ties were against Stoughton and Milton. You know, know, they struggled the second half. But, you you know. Well, two of those losses were to Madison Edgewood. To be fair. Then the other other thing is is to look at looking – Going, they're coming to play at RWD at Racka, which MJ can tell you it's a cold rink. But oh, uh, is it? But the uh, other thing is, is RWD ha- isn't been no pu- juggernaut out on the ice this year either. I mean, they're sub five hundred record, uh, and you know, I, I would, while I picked RWD to win this game, I would not be totally shocked to see it go the other way. Coach Matson's going to take away your Twitter handle if you keep talking like that. <laughs> Dale is at Reedsburg Sports for anybody that's listening. So which one of those two teams will move on and play Madison Edgewood? I I actually believe RWD will move on to play Madison Edgewood, and then they'll you know have to go down to the Lebon Arena and. You know, I've actually only, I've seen RWD play Edgewood there one time, but that was years ago when Colin was still playing high school hockey, and you figure he's 24 now. No, he's older than 25, somewhere in there. <laughs> now, look here, Middleton will move on and play Sun Prairie, so there's two conference rivals. That would make for a good matchup. The Lakers and Sauk Prairie, you figure probably Sauk Prairie will get through that one. You know, and then take on Madison West. That'll be a good matchup. So 
you could be looking at one, two, three big eight teams in the final four of this bracket. Well, I actually think that Sock Prairie uh, will move on to play and be meeting Verona. Verona, I've actually got one, two, three, and four making it up there to the semifinals. Uh, Sock Prairie's offense, they've got Riley Jelinek, who you guys have seen seen his numbers, and I want to say the one of the other players is Derochus, D-E-S-R-O-C-H-E-S. Um, but, you know, two good offensive players that, you know, and I, I see them moving past Madison West. Well, that's, that's it's time to, you know, put up then because, you know, do, do those, do those players, I mean, those, those players are among the scoring leaders in the, in the state, um, you know, among the boys teams. So are they, are they padding their stats against weak teams or can they score against good teams too? Now is the time to stand up and say, yeah, no, we are leading the team and leading the state in scoring because we're, we're just that good and we can score on anybody. And then let's move on to section number four. And there it is. Number one seed is Arrowhead, the Warhawks. Number two, USM, a couple of classic eight teams. Number three, KMMO. And number four, Milwaukee Marquette. So it's all Milwaukee area teams for the uh, top four of uh, Section 4. Well, you didn't, you didn't say that right, MJ. It's, uh, number one is the undefeated Arrowhead Warhawks. They That's haven't true. Lost they have year. two ties. Yeah, they have two they ties. Have two ties. One to one and nothing to nothing. Um, yeah, they have not been beaten this year. Okay. And they're the only team in the state to have not been beaten this year. So there's that. Uh, Junior? Yes. Um, Were you waiting me to point out that they played the 27th toughest schedule in the state this year? uh, Maybe. I was going to ask Del what their opponent's opponent's winning percentage was. No, they're they're a very good team, and uh, as I am compiling the uh, the end of season awards for Wisconsin prep hockey coaches are sending in their votes, it's obvious uh, to that many of the coaches respect a lot of Arrowhead's players because they're doing pretty well. Uh, I don't know where things stand at the moment. I haven't I haven't created the total column uh, in my in my sheet. I don't create that until the very end because I kind of like to know how it's going, but. Uh, I keep seeing some of their names appearing on, on ballots. So uh, the coaches know know what's up. Uh, same for USM. Um, coaches from all over the state know know that these both have some very good players on these two teams. Guys, I'm heading to Vegas, and I'm putting $1 down on Kenosha winning it all. <laughs> you could win $25,000 with that bet. Hey, your, odds, your odds aren't great. You're really going to Vegas, and we're going to be here covering high school hockey? What the hell's no. up with that? Come on. No, I wish. I uh-huh. that. You see how that worked for me three years ago. Well, I When I mean, Kenosha came to town when I was like, oh, well, I'm going to Vegas. See you guys. 
See you in the next round, Janesville. And what happened? They got beat by Kenosha. But that Junior, was two years ago. Uh, KMMO and USM, did they play this year? Yes. Uh, USM beat KMMO 5-3. to three. KMMO actually outshot them 22-17. to 17. Um, Arrowhead beat KMMO 5-2. to two. Again, KMMO outshot them 25-24. to 24. Um, That game featured several power play, power play goals. Um, same for the USM game. So, it's, you know, given the, the power plays and the shot totals, it's kind of hard to see if those two, those two teams really are, you know, two and three goals better than KMMO. But they were both close games, KMMO led in shots. You know, if they stay out of the box, um, KMMO could shock a lot of people and come out of here. They've had a very nice, very under-the-radar season. Um, they haven't gotten um, a lot of... I don't think they've gotten any any push in the the top six this year. But um, before the the sectional seating meetings, I put together a composite ranking for the coaches uh, that took all four computer rankings that are on Wisconsin Prep Hockey, uh, one through eighty three or eighty four, whatever, however many teams we have, and compiled them into one aggregate rating. And I was shocked at just how high KMMO was. They were in the top twelve, I think, and Milwaukee Marquette um, was fifteenth. Um, so you're looking at all four teams, the top four seasons in this section are the, in the top 15 in the state. That's kind of a lot. Uh, that's probably the second right up there with bracket. Yeah. I mean, uh, otherwise you're looking at, um, Notre Dame, Fondi, Nina, um, Bayport, I think falls far farther down than that. So yeah, it's probably the top four is probably the second strongest in the state. Um, one of the things that shocked me about that composite ranking was that the computer rankings, you know, they're generally in the same area, but they don't always agree, but they all agreed that Marquette was number 15. All four rankings had Marquette at 15. Um, and that's another team that we haven't heard a lot about. I mean, 15, if we're doing a top 10 in boys D1 and D2, 15 might crack uh, the top 10 or the honorable mention. I mean, so that's Marquette and KMMO have not gotten a lot of pub this year, but they've had very nice seasons. Well, you know, don't let Joe Lorado loosen the slot. Right, MJ? Mm-hmm. That's right. No, that's He'll Marquette beat you hockey. every single time. That's damn right. Come on. Unfortunately for Marquette, he graduated like seven years ago. Yeah, he sure did. But that was one guy you just didn't want to leave alone in the slot because he will bury it. Um. Okay, guys. Well. We look. Oh, we can't. At, we can't move on if we don't talk about Homestead. Jeff or Sean will yell at us. Why would Why would he yell at us about Homestead? Isn't that where he is? No, he's an Arrowhead. Yeah, he's Arrowhead. Oh, never mind then. Well, that's what we, actually we have to pick. We have to pick. Um, I always get Arrowhead and Homestead confused. We have to pick somebody to upset. We have to pick somebody else to come out of this tournament. Uh, out of this, this section, is the up, this Arrowhead. is the traditional upset yes, section. Yes, we have to pick somebody others to give him some bull board, b- b- bulletin board material. So obviously, we're going to give this one to USM then, right? And it's probably been a while since Arrowhead was the number one seed. So I mean, they they've had a great year. They have not taken a loss. They have two ties and I believe twenty one wins. They've had a great season, uh, but then when it gets down to the nitty-gritty against uh, 
USM or KMMO here in the uh, the finals. Uh, you know, it'll be a tough challenge for them. But and I, I mean, I, it, I wanted to say that you know Arrowhead has a great season. You know, but they haven't strayed too far from the the Milwaukee area. But then, as they look at their schedule, I mean, they uh, they did beat Eau Claire Memorial uh, four to three. Mm-hmm. They did beat Verona. Um, they did. Like it's five to two, something yeah, like that. They did. You know, so they, they have the the times that they have you know gone out of the area, they've been successful. Uh, they did beat Fond du Lac seven to four. Um, so yeah, they've. Uh, they tied Fondy Springs, so I mean they, they have when, when they have gone out of their area, out of the Milwaukee area, they, they've been successful. So you can't just say they've 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 stayed in their own little uh, area there. Well, they did come to Janesville and they put a hurting on Janesville. I was at that game. Yeah, there was just a there was that stretch I think from basically December 11th through January 23rd that. 10-11 game section of Arrowhead schedule just wasn't impressive, and that probably prevented their rise in the rankings as quickly as they should have been, given that they finished the season 22-0-2. Um, I just, yeah, that, that, that gap there um, didn't do them any favors, because, yeah, before that, they played Springs, uh, Eau Claire Memorial, and KMMO, uh, a tie and two wins, and then after that, they had Fondi, Verona, University School, um, so, and those were all, uh, wins. So, I, uh, you know, this is that, that, that gap in the middle kind of hurt them when it came to their actual ranking in the top six. Um, well, yeah, and I, I agree with that, but I mean, let's face it, they have zero losses. No other team in the state, boys or girls, has zero losses. So let's give them a little credit for that. Oh, nobody's taking their that away. They they they've got zero losses. They're the number one seed in their section. We're, we're, we're just trying to come up with reasons, you know, as to not pick them, um, you know, just for for Jeff Rashawn's benefit. And you you could say, you know, the searchers all say they'd have beat Whitefish Bay if they'd put fifteen more miles behind them, but then who would do that? But that's the wrong Whitefish Bay. That was up in Michigan, so a little bit different. But you know, I I get it. When I heard the first heard the song, I thought it was uh, Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, too, but apparently not. Uh, how did they How did they do when Arrowhead played Marquette? Now that's a conference game. How did they do against Homestead? That would be a conference game. And how did they do against Brookfield? They would uh, have the first. To... They opened the season against Homestead and spanked them nine nothing. Okay. Then beat Marquette four to three. Yes. Okay. And Looks like they, they only, only play, they only their play conference each other once. once. They play each other once in conference. Yeah, and then they, sh- then they should yeah. have a conference tournament after that. Set that up next year, Jeff. Well, Carl. Carl. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you're figuring that probably when you look here at the bottom, Waukesha isn't the juggernaut that it has been. Garrett Larson uh, uh, graduated. He was the heart and soul of that team last year. Um, they take on the Ice Force, and the winner gets USM. You know, And then the other part of that bracket, as KML Mo number three, they're going to play the winner of WNS and Milton. 
And, uh, you know, KMMO and USM should be a very good game, I would think. Yeah, this is a, a surprisingly deep bracket. Um, I think this bracket's usually, I mean, this would have been Section 8 in the old right. bracketing. Uh, Fondy Springs was part of this one. So it was usually a fairly deep bracket. Um, and I think that that, they, that continued well. It's a good one, I think. Like we said earlier, this is probably top to bottom the second toughest behind Division One or behind Section One in Division One. Um, and yeah, who muted him? I don't know. You you cut out. Who muted Junior, or did he mute himself? Skype doesn't like me. You muted yourself so you couldn't be quoted on that. Anyway, I think we're about done with this one. Yep. And that was the last of them, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So next week we'll have a whole other uh, round of things to talk about. As um, Next Monday we'll be uh, getting into uh, sectional play. And some of these teams will be here and some of these teams won't. Well, well so. at least half of them won't. Well, as we're looking at this, though, I think, you know, the one thing to remember is, you know, for all those players that are taking the ice, you got a bunch of seniors that will be playing their last games this week. Yeah, don't do um, anything stupid. Don't be knuckleheads. Uh, all of you enjoy your time out there. And like Burglar and Junior said, you know, play the game the right way. Don't do anything stupid. Just enjoy it. Unfortunately, not everybody's going to win their final game of the season. One team will out of each of these divisions. So good luck. The one thing the one thing before we sign off, guys, the one thing I did notice as we look here, you look at the sectional semi and sectional final. Look at the locations. They are all to be determined, which Hasn't necessarily been that way. No, the last they're, they're, they're not minute. all to be determined. I just missed this one on Section 4. Okay, but I'm talking the Section Final. They're all, they're all, they, never mind. They're, they're determined. They're all determined. The well, pond, determined? It, yes. It's at the ponds of Brookfield. I was going to say the WIA figured something out, but no, I guess not. No, they're all, they're all determined. I, I up to, uh, did I, I, apparently I missed Section 3 and Section 4. And set. Section 3 is actually being played at Madison Ice Arena on that Saturday at 6 p.m. Okay. So they're all determined. Okay. I take that, that back. Well, th- th- that's one of those things that even in, you know, all their sports, they sit there and they determine that where those finals, sectional finals are going to be. Didn't somebody send uh, a sectional final listing this morning? Yeah. Somebody, yeah we, ag- we ignored somebody his emails. Somebody called Trash Your Dog. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, take us home, MJ. We can discuss all this off the air. Uh, uh, we can't discuss one more thing. Um, just one more thing, as Colombo would say. Milwaukee, Marquette, and Arrowhead are playing tonight. Think yeah, about there's a that. Couple, there's a couple makeup games. There tonight. were two makeup games for tonight, yes. Curious to see how that one finishes. So for the rest of the guys, we'll uh, no, keep you an gotta, eye. you got to read the sign-off thing there, MJ. <laughs> Look at your notes. Look at my notes. It says, oh, yeah, it says, uh, Trasher. No, it doesn't say that. Hang on. 
Hang on. Send all your hate, send all your hate okay, mail to Trasher go. Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Yes. Cool. Hell no. If you want to send something to Bert, send it to Trasher. <laughs> he will be more than happy to forward it to Burglar. No. Bring it on. It bring it on. A, it says you can subscribe to This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher or wherever else podcasts are found. You can also watch us record the show live on YouTube. Although and, I don't uh, know why you would want to. I don't know either. We're not we're we're not quite up to the level of spit and chicklets yet, but you know maybe someday. So uh, when we do this at down at state and, and do this, are we going to open it up to a gallery, to a galley or whatever it is? Oh, Audience you mean can sit like, and listen to it. <laughs> I don't well, even, I don't even think my invited. wife would be in, would, would sit and listen to that. We could do it like ESPN does, you know, their morning shows. You know, everybody behind us and wearing goofy things. Yeah. Hold up Anyways. Yep. Yeah, Trasher for president or something like that. Anyways. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Before Trasher can comment on it. Hope, uh, we'll see you next week on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Goodbye.